I don't have anything against budgeting apps. Whatever system you will use consistently, you should stick to. I'm Lindsay, mom of two active boys on the West Coast and believe there's no reason for money to be ugly. I love helping busy moms make it pretty without using cash envelopes or coupons. I'm Megan. Me and my husband, we have four kiddos and I relate more to the dad role than the mom. And I'm an HGTV loving, oversharing finance nerd. Together we host the Money Stuff with Moms podcast. We understand the hashtag mom life but we also can appreciate the big picture adulting responsibilities like money. In this podcast, we invite you to be a part of our no fluff, fun conversations that will give you helpful on the go finance tips. Even if it's just a peek behind the curtains to hear about what we are doing with our money. When it comes to creating success in your finances, it all comes down to the foundation, which in a lot of cases can be really boring to set up. Mm-hmm. And that's your budget. If your budget sucks or if it's non-existent, so will your path to financial freedom. In January, the beloved Mint budgeting app announced that it's going to be shutting down. So for those loyal users, they're likely going to be trying something new, doing a ton of research and trying to replace their favorite money tool. For those of you who don't even know what I'm talking about, Mint was an app that seamlessly categorized your money into spending buckets and essentially did the budgeting process for you. Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) I get some opinions about Mint, but yes, exactly what Megan just said is true. And without it, like, what do you do, right? So today we're going to talk about three different budgeting tools that you can use this year to get your finances organized, uh, to create that plan that'll make sense for you and your family. Knowing how much you have and where it's going is so important. Um, I always use the analogy with my clients of your budget being like your roadmap and without a roadmap, you can still get where you want to go. We've all done it before. You head out on the road and at some point you'll end up where you wanted to go. But having a map makes it easier, right? Make, lets you know like where to turn. Um, without that, maybe you'll go in circles a little bit while you're figuring it out. And then maybe you'll figure it out and you get there. And that's cool too, if that's how you want to do things. Um, But uh, I would suggest a little bit more planning, uh, a little less stress and create a budget for yourself. Get that roadmap. So um, can we just start for a minute by talking about Mint? Um, Let's talk about Mint. Yeah, let's do it. The... I, uh, where, where is it going? Why is it going? Nobody seems to understand. Um, it's been around since like the beginning of time when it comes to um, fintech, like uh, financial technology. Um, it was like a founding father of this uh, industry. Um, and why that is so important is because in Canada, we are still in the stone ages on fintech. Um, there's There have been some cool websites specifically around investing um, over the last you know decade. But if you see what the Americans get to do with their bank 
accounts, their budgeting, their apps to make life easier. Um, actually, I would suggest don't look. You'll just give you another reason to not like people. Um, <laughs> you don't need any more reasons for that. Um, so yeah, what the what? Come on, Mint. Like, I don't get it. Where are you I, I also don't understand. I wasn't a Mint user, so I honestly kind of forgot all about it unless people would mention it to me. Um, I don't understand. Once they announced that they were shutting it down and they gave people a timeline, like it was uproar uh -huh. in every financial Facebook group that I'm in all over Reddit. It's just like people are almost like in panic mode, like their crutch that they've been using for a decade is now, you know, being taken away from them and they don't know, they're just not happy about it. And the loyalty that those people had with that app, like, I just feel like this is an asset that you would want to keep, if not to start charging for it, to maintain and use it as a lead generator for your organization. I don't understand. I don't get it. It's not like we're talking about some, you know, basement you know, college kids who coded something and got it out there and now it's it's out of date or or they couldn't afford to keep funding it. Like it's owned by one of the biggest like financial industry companies in the country. So I don't know. I don't get it. Um I stopped using it a number of years ago because the technology kept failing. Like you what you do is you create a, a budget and then you link your bank accounts and you can, um, you go and check Mint and based on the transactions in your account, um, those show up in Mint. And um, if you have already told Mint what those transactions are going to be and what category to put them in, it'll categorize it for you. If um, then they had like AI, like it was smart enough to know that a transaction from Subway was food. Do you know what I mean? Like it would figure those things out. Um, and if it didn't know what it was, then you would have the opportunity to click and, and choose what category you wanted to put it in. Um, but it kept disconnecting and then you'd have to reconnect your accounts. Um, and to be honest, like, I don't know. I have the same thing with my, my corporate um, bookkeeping accounting software. I'm constantly reconnecting it. So it's not a mint problem. It's a, I don't know where the, I don't know who to point the finger at, but it was freaking annoying. And I just couldn't stand having to do that all the time. And um, I mean, it is one of the reasons why I started teaching bank account budgeting, which we're not talking about today. I'm sure I'll mention it a bunch because that's just a natural thing for me to do. Um, but that it's one of the reasons I think that I really steered that direction um, because I didn't want my success um, with my money, like I didn't want the planning to be outside of me, like my control, what I, I don't know, I, I didn't want to, I just didn't want to deal with that nonsense. I wanted it to be like in my own notebook. And when mm -hmm. I say notebook, I don't actually put things in a notebook. You guys know I put them in my bank accounts. Um, but you know what I mean? Like something that was right in front of me, not, not something that I had to go and use. That was my 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 frustration with Mint in the past. I haven't heard those complaints in much in the last couple of years. Um, so to me, that either means that people weren't using it very much, like the ones that I was talking to, um, or it means they fixed that problem, which that's cool too. 
So I don't know where it went. Yeah, I never used it. And it's just because of the my bank account. So I'm with Manulife and there's, I am a loyal Manulife bank account user. I started with the Manulife one and I've just always had it. But the problem with Manulife is they're a little behind the times. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, even to try it with our, I'm sure it's like current now and it, but at the time when I was going to try it, it just wouldn't sink, didn't recognize anything. And I, I, Irish, I don't have anything against budgeting apps, whatever system you will use consistently, you should stick to. I also think that if you have a system that works, just lean into it. And instead of trying to find a whole new system, for me, it was just tweaking the system that I already had. Um, And the thing that I didn't like about the app was that it was in hindsight. So I want to make decisions about my money in real time, Mm -hmm. not after the fact. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Um, that's a really good point. I think I'm with you on that. Again, if you think about it, like the roadmap, um, like don't wait till you get lost to pull it out. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, have it at, at, in front of you ahead of time. So you know where you're going, where to turn, how to get to where you are trying to get to. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about some of these other ones. Um, I think that, um, by far, no question, YNAB is the most popular budgeting app on the planet. Um, yes. That is for good reason. It is freaking awesome. Um, there are so many good things about it. Um, all of that being said, I still don't use it and I don't want to use it. Um, I like my system better, but it is so cool. Um, have you tried YNAB? I haven't tried YNAB, but I love the name. YNAB, need a budget, great name, simple okay. to the point. Marketing is great. Personally, haven't used it. However, I do have a client who uses it only on their rental property. Okay. And mm-hmm. at the end of the year, all he does is send me his YNAB. Yeah, yeah. So he knows... It, how much to the dollar in every single category was spent and he did absolutely no work mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so it works for him he knows exactly what's going on with his investment property i think it's great because he, i'm getting real quality up to date information from him which yeah. i love so organized. I love the way that it looks. I think it's really well done. Yeah, it is really well done. I mean, how YNAB works um, is you give every single dollar a job. So you decide where your money's going to go. Let's say there's a thousand dollars and um, you know, you want three different categories of $333. Um, you give those dollars the job of the category then as you spend um you allocate those transactions um to the different 
buckets to the different jobs. Um, and you can link it with your bank account or you can do it manually. Um, so that I, I would say that my clients that have used it, they're probably 50-50 on this. Some love the linking, um, but technology is only so go only goes so far um it's never going to be perfect and so what they find is um there will be transactions that they need to go and recategorize and so if they're going to go and recategorize some like they'd rather just do it all um and make sure mm -hmm. that they're all done properly and not have to do the reconciliation piece um but whatever like do whatever works for you um it's really easy to move dollars like to give them a new job let's say like you overspent in one category and you want to give um shift some money there from somewhere else it's really easy to do that so one of the concepts of finab is um to like go with the flow like realize that what you wrote down or what you entered um is probably not going to work out perfectly and that's okay and go with the flow just move it around that's totally fine um and that's something that I think is really important in budgeting, no matter what you use. Um, and something that I teach often that like, it's not going to go the way that you planned um, and moving things around is totally fine. Like it, it's not, this is not a blueprint for a high rise where if you don't put, you know, um, a support in the middle of the building, the whole thing's gonna implode. Like it, that's not what we're doing here. Um, you can you can totally move things around um make decisions as you go throughout your month if you create a budget and then you expect it to work out perfectly uh you're just setting yourself up for disappointment um and that disappointment will often lead to failure you you know you feel like what was the point of this whole thing um so yeah i'm i'm a big wineab fan um okay well i feel like you're a good sales pitch for them i kind of i'm interested in <laughs> I mean, I only see, I've only seen the back end of it, not the back end, but the, after somebody has been using it for one year. And right. so in terms of like having to recategorize and all those things, I didn't even think of that. I just thought kind of like it was automatic, but yeah. um, the price point is, I think pretty reasonable. Like on their website, it says you can try for free for a month, which is a yeah. great opportunity or you can pay just over $8. I mean, the price is in US, but you can pay just over $8 a month or pay for the whole year and it's $100 US. Yeah. And also like on their website, it does say, um, and I mean, this is their own marketing. So whether it's true or not, we'd have to talk to actual users, but it says that on average, People who have used YNAB save $600 by their second month on average, just by being more organized and more streamlined with their spending. Guaranteed that is true. <clears throat> Absolutely. Because I mean, essentially um, YNAB is the exact same thing as bank account budgeting that I teach. Um, and I know that people save so much more money when we get the system in place um yeah it's when you see dollars going to certain areas you are more interested you know like let's say you set up a category of travel that you're saving up for or something like that you're more inspired and motivated to get money going towards the travel bucket 
right? Um, and when you have a set spending amount, um, life doesn't always go perfectly. You don't always have, um, you know, the, the situation where you can stay within it, um, but you are no longer spend, spending like mindlessly, right? You now know what your spending dollars are. Um, so yeah, getting in touch with your, with your money and, and making those decisions makes a huge difference. And I think that uh, 600 bucks um, in savings quickly in that, uh, in that stat would absolutely be accurate. Okay, let's move on to another one. So this isn't just a whole pitch for um, the one. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was yeah, we didn't plan this out very well. Like, where's the commissions for the <laughs> for the downloads after this, right? Darn. <laughs> so as I was doing some research into where are these mint users going, one of the other recommendations between Canadian budgeters was an app called Good Budget. Yeah. Good budget, the the branding feels a lot um like one of those online financial planning uh companies so i've never I've, i haven't used it but lots of people who do use it like it in terms of the look it looks a lot like wine app yeah. the price point is the same i think i think it's exactly the same okay um oh no it's it's, it's a little bit more affordable okay it's cheaper it's 70 dollars a year Okay. Probably in US dollars. Yeah, a little better. Um, but the look, it does the charts, it does the little progress bar that's kind of going green until it goes red when you're going over your category. Um yeah, so it looks it looks cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People like it. If it'll connect to a Canadian bank account, I feel like you're winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny. I think I, I'm going to have the same, the same opinion in all of them. Like, here's the thing. I feel like my head's going to explode some days with all the different websites and softwares and apps that I rely on. Um, like all those logins and passwords and learning curves. And I don't know, sometimes I just feel like I can't handle one more thing. So I think that for any of these apps, if you commit to them, really commit to them and have this be an important part of your day, um, checking it, moving things around if, if you need to do that I'm like they're really enjoying being in the app um then I think it's it's good for you I don't have that personality like I mean I'm trying to learn Spanish so that we can go to Dominican and I'm clearly not going to be like you know conversational but maybe I could understand like a word or two and so I started using Duolingo um mm -hmm. and I fell off that train so fast mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I see it in my clients also in their budgeting, even with bank account budgeting. But here's the thing is that in, with my system, it's actual dollars in actual accounts and your card will decline <laughs> 
forcing you to get back on track. Some people look at that as a negative. I look at, at it as a positive. So any of these apps that I have to go in and create something outside of a place that I'm already spending my time, um, I just sometimes feel like my head's going to explode. That being said, Goodbud looks pretty awesome. I've never used it myself. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody from YNAB moved over and now works at Good Budget. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that that actually happened, but that's what happens often in software companies in like anything to do with design, right? Um, and uh, because it's really, really similar. So lots of what I just said about YNAB is also true in Good Budget. Um, you just have to find something that you like. I mean, they're, they're all saying the same thing. I like the good budgets cheaper. Um, it doesn't have the same support and education component and community component that YNAB has, um, which I think is really helpful. Um, because with YNAB, like you, you're getting instructional videos and there's Facebook groups and there's like all of these people kind of reminding you to stay on top of things and, and, uh, working in your app. Uh, I don't see that with good budget. It might be there. And I just didn't notice that feature as I, as I looked through. Um, but uh, with YNAB, it's something that they really highlight. Um, but good budget looks great. You know, like go check yeah. it out. Like I'm a strong believer of it's more a consistency thing than a tool thing. Yeah. So if you can find the tool that works for you, it's kind of like um, staying in shape. If you have found the sport, the activity, the whatever it is that works for you, you don't really have to worry about making an effort to go and get your heart rate up and your fitness on track and getting your steps in because you're doing it because it's what comes natural to you now. Mm -hmm. instead of going well I'm going to do jazzercise and I'm going to do Zumba and I'm going to try yoga and I'm going to it's like okay well you haven't found your thing yet and it's also okay to explore so like try good budget doesn't work try YNAB doesn't work um just keep trying things but I really do think it's a consistency thing more than it's a tool thing yeah yeah, absolutely. I mean, with good budget, you're creating your budget, you're giving your your dollars like a, a place to go. Um, you can see each of your, I think they, I think they call them envelopes um, on good budget. You can see, and why they call them envelopes is because for a long time, people have been using ca the cash envelope system. Um, and in 2024, when nobody gets paid in cash, nobody even gets handed a paycheck. They never go into a bank. Um, the cash envelope system is not for everybody. It is for some people. Um, but I know for sure it is not me. Um, I know it's not for Megan because she has this annoying thing happening in her bank account. And before we started uh, recording, she said to me, you think I'm going to go into the, the branch to sort it out? Nope. I'm going to find a workaround. Like we just, we don't want to go in there. Right. No. So cash envelopes are not for most of us living in the digital world. Um, so anyways, they call them envelopes and you can, um, like group your envelopes. So you can put, if you have a, a dining out or eating out budget, you can group that up with your groceries budget 
um, to be a food group. Um, you still see them separately. And then you can put like all of your, I don't know, kids expenses into a group. Um, it's really nice. Uh, it's really nicely laid out. Um, so yeah, if you like apps and you're the kind of person that likes um, that type of stuff, then it's probably good. And it's really affordable. So we, okay, we let's talk about a free option. So yeah. if you're with one of the big five banks, hmm. there's likely a free option within your online banking. Mm -hmm. Tell me what your experience is with that. Good, um, bad, in between? Yeah, in between. Like it's probably fine. And if I really got into it, I'm sure I could use it. And it's nice that it's embedded in my bank account. So I don't have yeah. to go somewhere else. Um, I love that part about it. Um, every time I have looked at it, um, so I have an account with a credit union and I also have an account with RBC. Both of them offer this feature in their own way. Um, and I didn't love either of them. I think they're behind in their technology. Um, these, these aren't technology companies, right? They're, um, they're banks and credit unions who are trying to um, like move forward <laughs> and um, yeah. they're not at their core um, technology companies. And so I think that they're better than nothing and I'm sure if you spent some time in it and worked out the bugs, um, it would be fine. I've never had a client enjoy them. <laughs> a different opinion on them. Many of them, it's because they have more than one bank that their money comes and goes from. Um, and you can connect external accounts. Um, just the reporting and the like that process isn't... Um, I think it's just clunky. Maybe it's gotten better recently. Um, but uh, I would say that's usually when my clients have tried it, um, that's been their, where their frustration is in their outside accounts. Yeah. So personally, I feel like I am using every single bank in Canada. So I have um, one of my properties is at Scotia. Another one's at RBC. My personal stuff is at Manulife. But I also really like EQ Bank. Yeah. And in terms of the budgeting on each of those, I feel like I haven't tried the RBC one, but the Scotia one is okay. Yeah. The thing about Scotia is that you have to be on the app to be able to be looking at all this, not on desktop. Oh, okay. Which isn't my preferred banking setup I prefer to do my banking on my desktop or laptop or whatever a computer mm -hmm. because I can see everything I I'm a millennial I don't know why I prefer that mm -hmm. I feel like when I'm on the app it looks um juvenile it looks um you know colorful and easy but like I want to, I just want to see the numbers. I don't need the, the bright colors and the little emoji telling me yes and good or bad or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I think that there's definite room for improvement. Yeah. 
yeah, maybe we're, maybe we're seeing a profitable business partnership where one of these good apps partners with our banks. <laughs> well, and I have often wondered that. I'm like, why don't you just offer something that's already great? Like, why why are you building your own? I don't I don't know. Maybe I need to go and talk to those big bank CEOs. <laughs> so, you know, I yeah. At the end of the day, it. What is important is that you have a roadmap. I don't care where that roadmap is. If you like the old school, like accordion fold out roadmap and you're a wizard at getting it back into the same <laughs> folding pattern as when you first bought it from the gas station. Um, if that's how you like to do things, then do it that way. If you want to um, do it a different way, do it a different way. Like just finding something that, that works for you. Cause like you say, the consistency is, um, is important. Um, just writing something down, just opening an app one time, like that's not going to cut it. Regardless of what system you use, you need to take personal responsibility for making it work. Um, and that you, it won't be automated. None of these are going to be 100% automated. There are parts of them that you can automate and that I would encourage you to automate, um, but you absolutely have to participate. Um, and so what I have my clients do um, is a daily check-in. Mm. Um, so like 10 minutes, they check in with their bank accounts and see how things went. Um, usually there's two people, right? Spending the same dollars. So does anything need to be moved around? Um, and that would be the same case if I was trying to categorize something in YNAB, or if I'm needing to move money from one bank account to another with my bank account budgeting, it doesn't matter. Um, having a daily check-in uh, is really important. As you go through that learning curve, you might be able to do like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday check-in, right? Maybe you get to the point that it's a one-week check-in. I don't know, do what works for you. Um, but, uh, but certainly in the beginning, it's a, it's a daily practice. Um, the more you see your spending, the less you will spend. Mm -hmm. That's why cash works. You see it yeah. right away, the whole time, always, you know, mm -hmm. um, Cash is not magical. It doesn't come with these like, magical powers. Um, it's the fact that you can see it. Mm -hmm. Your bank accounts are like sometimes collecting some digital dust because you're not looking at them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's a good point. And I think too, again, coming back to the consistency. So I am not a daily checker, but I'm a monthly um, recapper. So we have a monthly uh, update where we check over our debt, our savings and our budget for the next month. And I tried at one point to do that quarterly. I thought, oh, we're doing, we're in a really good spot. Um, we've been doing this every month for the last 14 years. Like maybe we can, you know, real, like they say um, about the bird and if it's if your grasp is too tight on it, you know, maybe you'll suffocate it a bit. Kind of takes the fun out of spending money when you got such a good handle on it. Yeah. I thought, let's do it quarterly. That was not a good move for my family. Oh. 
it was probably the first quarter in 14 years that we saw negative progress. Mm. It could have been just by default. Maybe there was stuff going on in our life, really expensive. Maybe we kept getting hit with, you know, big expenses and maybe my business wasn't bringing in money. I don't know what, what, what happened, but it just happened to also be at the time that I was like, we're going to go from we uh, monthly check-ins to quarterly. Not good for us. So back to monthly, we went. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like anything, right? Like you need to focus on what you want um, and like the areas that you want to grow. Um, yeah. You just, you gotta, you gotta pay attention to it. Um, when you're using a system, doesn't matter which one it is that requires categorizing or moving of money. Um, if you don't do it often, you will forget what that transaction was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like e-transfers are a really good example. Like you send an e-transfer, like the next week, I'm like, who was that for? Like who? Timothy <laughs> is Timothy. You know, I can't remember what that is. Like I bought something on Marketplace or whatever, right? Um, But if I do it right away, then I know exactly what it was all about. Um, So yeah, keeping keeping in touch with it, even when it's going well. I would say um, once a week is a is a really good like quick check in, like just a quick little like five or ten minutes, Um, and then once a month of of maybe some more uh, detailed um, reporting or, you know, look a little bit deeper. Um, so we talked about why now we talked about good budget. We talked about the, the, the banking options, um, find something that works for you. All of them are going to come with a learning curve and all of them are going to come with you needing to take that personal responsibility. If you want to, uh, reach out to me and learn about bank account budgeting, cause you think that this all sounds great, but you're not looking for another app. You fall into my category. So reach out to me. Thanks for spending your time with us today. If you heard anything that piqued your interest, check out the show notes because we probably have some extra deets or links down there. Your homework for today. Go talk to someone about your money. Either your spouse, your kids, your coworker, or a licensed professional. And if you don't like those humans today, we're always talking in Lindsay's Facebook group, Black is the New Red. So join us over there. Head over to Facebook, type in Black is the New Red. You'll see so many amazing like-minded individuals in there trying to get better, asking the right questions, supporting one another. We look forward to hanging out with you again on your next dog walk or while you watch soccer practice from the sidelines. Cheers.